0: Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 41 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my Rebel co-host, Amanda. And this week, we have some special guests from our sister show, The Toddcast, Monica and Daniel. What's up, guys? What up? Hello. Howdy. Howdy! All right, well, that'll do it for the retro. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> so going around the room. So, this is a game cast, but I don't know that all of us uh, are active gamers. But uh, we'll just start with the most active gamer, uh, Monica. What have you been playing?
1: Right. So I'm a game. <laughs> I like to consider myself a gaming mom, where okay. I feel like I know a lot about gaming, but I never ever play video games ever. <laughs>
0: I like this. Okay, so a vicarious gamer.
1: Yeah, so like my son and my boyfriend, they play Overwatch a lot. And they tell me everything. And I watch their games on Twitch. And I watch a lot of other gamers on Twitch. And, um, you know, I, I'm i very familiar with the gaming world. I just have never played a game. And it actually does not interest me to play games. I It doesn't call to me, but I'm like the cheerleader of my family and if they're like mom watch me blow this guy's head off i'm like yeah baby go you can do it so (laughs) i'm here for moral support guys
0: i think that if you could just take that soundbite hey mom watch me blow this guy's head off yeah baby you can do it i believe in you you know if you could just (laughs) take that and that would be a perfect soundbite fantastic (laughs) (laughs) daniel what about you what have you been playing
2: well, I have been playing just random crap, kind of like what I normally do. But before I get into that, I want to I wanna talk about y'all's last episode. Yeah. The gaming award episode. Yes. Now, I know I haven't been on this show in like a long time, and I, I probably don't have a place to say anything, but I do want to throw <laughs> did out Did you have there, a bone to pick? I, I cannot believe y'all did not bring up any Nintendo games in your awards. <laughs> Amanda, what do you have to say about that?
3: Nin- this is a Nintendo-free zone. Uh, since you left, we don't need to wrap the third most popular gaming platform uh, in history. Second so. most ga- uh,
2: famous gaming platform. Second, PlayStation 4 is number <laughs> no. three. No. God.
0: That was a, that's a good point. Um, but she doesn't play any Nintendo games, or PlayStation games for that matter. Uh, and so it's really just up to me to put those games in there. And I so, personally didn't. blame directly
3: <laughs> at List State. Exactly.
0: You have to blame me. Uh, and I personally, I didn't get to play Breath of the Wild long enough. And I didn't start Odyssey from the beginning. I played it. I started from the middle because my son had already had a save game and I didn't enjoy it. It was a game that I could easily put down and had no desire to go back to. And there were other games that that interested me more. And I think that's uh, I think that's the best excuse that I have. I'm definitely going to go back to them. They are they're great games, Uh, but I knew Breath of the Wild was going to take too much time. Uh, There's not much story and there's just a bunch of running around. And I know that oversimplifies what the game is. I realize that don't hurt me in the comments, but the uh, you know, but. The 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 game it is light on on story in Breath of the Wild and then for the the uh, Mario game, the, the Mario game was really good. It's a, it's a really solid game and it's fun. It just wasn't so much fun that I wanted to go back to it, uh, or couldn't walk away from it. So there were other games that I was interested in, and uh, I think it's a it's a worthy. Only one game could win some of these awards that we made up on the fly. So
2: yeah, okay, well. Since, since we got that out of the way, I, I, um, the, ga- <laughs> the games that I've been playing is, are Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, beat the game. Amazing game. I would totally recommend you all to play it from the beginning. Um, right now, I'm working on trying to collect some of the other moons in the game. Uh, previous Mario games, you had to collect 120 stars. In this game, you have to collect over 900 moons. Uh, so kind of working on that. There's supposed to be a secret ending if you collect all these. I uh, want to see what happens there. Another game that I played that I thoroughly enjoyed was the South Park Fractured Butthole. Yeah.
3: Um, That's coming in. Don't ruin it.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah. Definitely recommend that you play that game all the way through. <laughs> Don't stop. Wait. There's some boring parts, but after you get past the boring parts, there's some funny as hell parts. So just play the game all the way through. You're going to laugh your ass off. I promise. Um. Yeah, and that's pretty much the games I've been playing. Um, Monica, just so you're in on our little inside joke, they hate Nintendo products. I'm a huge Nintendo nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. I mean,
3: they. I think it's just me.
2: <laughs> no, Stacy tends to bash him a lot, too. I'm just... Oh, I try to be critical Nintendo because it's... Oh,
1: game that I physically played was Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt.
0: See?
2: So See? Well, that's not
0: really talent. current. <laughs> um... But they—they, uh, they, uh, I'm, I'm only critical of it. It's kind of like family, you know. It's like you can't criticize my family, but I can criticize my family. Um, I'm very much a fan, uh, and I want them to do well. And so, if they don't do well, then I'm going to be overly critical. Oh, they're doing uh, well. No, they're doing well. The, the Switch is a worthy console to buy. It is different enough. I mean, I've said it on this. Even though she calls it the direct debit five thousand, um, just because there's it's just you know they're always coming out with things for you to purchase, um, but I, I think it's a, it's a worthy console to purchase. Uh, there's so many things you can do, and playing offline and being able to play it anywhere you want to uh, gives you an advantage that you don't have on any other console, and it gives you the same console experience for the most part, you know. So, um, uh, but. Those two games didn't make the award list. So. And
2: forget you. So. And forget
0: you. <laughs> well, I have been playing... Um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins and a lot of Hearthstone. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins is really... It is really, really good. Um, it is, it's more Assassin's Creed, but I think they fixed a lot of the things I didn't enjoy. But I haven't been back to the game since the third iteration. So... Assassin's Creed three, I believe, the one in the Revolutionary War was the last one I played. And they just kept coming out every year like Madden and I was like, Well, I just don't have this much time. So but it'd been enough time and I'd heard enough good things about this game that uh I felt like it warranted a play and there was nothing else in my queue to to uh rant or get for free or uh <laughs> that I was interested in playing. So uh, but Hearthstone is something that I and I did my best to get them. Um, amanda hooked on this game as well um the only bad thing is that we can't i can't test my skills against her and just stomp a mud hole in her hearthstone deck uh from across the ocean because they won't allow the eu servers and the and the american servers to uh to cross over so we cannot we can't pit our skills against each other
1: you could
3: watch me play though because i'm like pretty I shit. Have, so. Well,
0: I want to go. I want to. I will have to do that, but I have to switch servers, and so I have to go on to the EU server to watch you, because I'm friends with you there. But yeah. when I go back to the US servers, you're not there. So,
1: do you guys but, stream anywhere else?
0: No, but I think that is something that we're. We, I mean, we've we we attempted once, and, uh, no, and I think. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but I think we. I think we will. Um, I, I know we're going to again. So 2018, we'll definitely do some more streaming uh, type episodes.
3: But I'm just not going to trust either. that Stacy can do anything technological. So I'm going to sort it on my end. I've tech, been practicing my video editing skills. Yeah. Don't you worry. So
0: tech dad, it. tech dad, 2017 <laughs> doesn't doesn't isn't the most savvy. He's pretty savvy for what he has to do. But you know, I didn't work in online gaming casinos. Uh, so I don't really have the. Yeah, just sad. I'm just going to I'm going to go back to my 8-bit gaming. Yeah, but, uh, do that. <laughs> you do that. Well, that brings us to our first topic of trends that need to end in 2018. You can thank Amanda for that rhyme there. Um, so with this topic we just want to talk about and it doesn't have to be gaming in particular. It can be anything in pop culture uh, <laughs> that you think. But. If there are any trends that you've seen that that hopefully uh, will end uh, before or during next year so that we don't have to deal with them anymore. So. So, Monica, uh, would you like to go first? Tell us what trends do you think need to end in twenty eighteen?
1: Well, I don't know that it's possible for it to end in 2018, but I would love it if the toxic fandom would end in 2018, especially in gaming. I have, you know, a 13 year old who loves to play Overwatch and all these other games and I see him getting so frustrated and people yelling like, you know, really rude things at him and vice versa sometimes. You know, I hear him saying really rude things, and I'm like, "What is going on? These games are supposed to be fun. Why are you, you know, so upset?" And you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not it, laughing
0: at you, Monica. I promise. I'm laughing near you. Well, when
2: she said, no, no, when she, said she hears him saying rude things, I'm picturing her sitting in her living room and hear, hearing him say something, but I didn't say fudge. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's no, right.
1: and it's like, um, you know, but he my didn't say frickin' When I used to date um, Nate, uh, my family always referred to him as the Boy Scout because he never cursed. He never said anything, like, inappropriate. He was always, like, so straight and narrow. And now that he's been playing Overwatch, like, I'll be in the living room and I'll hear him go, Fuck this. Oops. Oops. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) But, like, he'll be screaming. And I'm just, like, my Boy Scout is, like... Not sounding like the bad dad that I know him to be. Yeah. And then the kids hear that and they're like, oh, something bad must have happened. And I'm like, no, he just lost his like, he went from like down to whatever to bronze or something. And so I'm hoping that, you know, at least in the gaming world, that if your team loses a match, it doesn't affect you personally so much. So that, you know, people aren't swearing obscenities at each other.
2: I'm glad she yeah. doesn't watch me play Mario. <laughs> Mario. Game. Yeah, Mario vicious, is lots of cussing. In the Mario. Oh, that game is hard as heck.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Huh. So that's what I would like to end is like games that should be fun that are so upsetting to my family.
0: We need to get this, we need to get a lot of steam behind this because I would like it as well. But unfortunately, I believe that's been an issue for about 20 or 30 years. Ever since gaming um, came out. <laughs> Ever since gaming has been a, a any anything that is competitive in any nature, and I would say probably back in the eight bit days, the good thing about the Nintendo controllers is that they're really durable. Yes, um, because those were getting thrown all the time. Uh, I, I everybody I knew threw them. It was the, the I think it was the Xbox, the original Xbox controller that weighed about 114 pounds, that uh, and was super not durable if you threw it. Um, you know, that know, changed that. but.
1: And I consider gaming a sport, you know, there yeah. they have championships. It's a big thing, you know, and in any other sport behavior like that would get you thrown out of the game.
0: True. You know, yeah. you
1: know what I mean? You would not be able to play. There'd be some ref or something. But like, it's almost like they build these games to make you mad.
0: That's true, though. Um I wish that were the case. And I and you know what I hope in 2018 it does go away and everybody can really enjoy games uh, pleasantly and uh, without expletives.
2: No. <laughs> You're going to have to remove the um, online factor of the games. You're going to have to <laughs> It well, it really <laughs> is one of the more
0: toxic parts of it though mm-hmm. and that's that's the truth. It's one of the reasons why I don't really I, don't, I didn't really enjoy and Amanda can probably Speak to this to some extent as a as a former guild master. It's one of the reasons why I I didn't enjoy being in guilds is there was a lot of toxic behavior sometimes in guilds and you'd have people who were there for the wrong reasons and it wasn't yeah. the social community that it should be um, and you would have a lot of shit talking and you know, I get it if you are are you if you're purposefully if you are messing things up or if you just suck and you're in a position that you shouldn't be. Because some of that stuff, people have spent a lot of time doing and preparing and raiding and things like that, and you need to you need to have researched it and know what you're supposed to do. And if you didn't do those things and everybody dies, then you're wasting time, and that's you know that's that gets people upset pretty quick.
2: I, so. I don't know about you, Monica, but I thought the Emerald Knights was a pretty fun guild. <laughs> She's not even paying attention.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure.
2: I meant. Amanda.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I, that,
3: I remember the Emerald Knights, good old City of Heroes. That's yeah. where I met you, my friend. It was, uh, it was all right. It was all right. It's before I became a guild leader ever, actually. Correct. Yes. I'd never been a guild leader before then. I'd never played an guild
2: MMO League. before then. And I wasn't a very good guild leader, but we did have a lot of fun
3: yeah we had fun who cared I don't think we really knew what we were supposed to be doing but I did figure it out over the years (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah toxic fandom does need the the toxic games do need to die Um, I hate it when I try to play a game like for example I just picked up Battlefield uh, Battlefront 2 I got that for Christmas and you know I got online and immediately just got killed like wiped out I mean, my character, hey, get good. and I was dead. And yeah, basically, that's what it is. Like, we don't want you on our team. <laughs> it's like, it's I haven't even had good. a chance to play that the game has- yet. We're not going to pick him. <laughs> well, fortunately, fortunately, the game, you know, puts you on random teams, so you don't have to worry about being picked, because then I would be the last one. But, you know, I mean, it just it sucks to get thrown into a game like that that you've never even played, die instantly, and then people get freaking pissed off at you and start yelling at you across the microphone, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking to the single-player campaign right now. (laughs) I
0: understand. I completely understand. Well, Daniel, what about you? Is that your trend that needs to die?
2: This, well, you know, I was going to say toxic fandom in general, talking about you know the negative, hate all the hate against Star Wars and everything else. But if I want to gear this towards the gaming, I think one thing that really does need to die in 2018 would be the uh, loot boxes. Yeah, I am so sick of the loot box system. Here, here's my deal. If I go out and spend 60 bucks on a video game, and actually, I, I, let's not even talk about loot boxes. Let's just talk about game passes, season passes, the whole freaking pay-to-play, the... the I spend 60 bucks on a game and I get an incomplete video game. You have to pay right. an additional 40 bucks to get a season pass to download the rest of the game. Um loot boxes, you know, with Star Wars Battlefront, um, I had to play for multiple, multiple, multiple hours to unlock a loot box to maybe get myself a hero, whereas somebody that might have the ten bucks laying around can go buy Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or whoever they want to buy, and it makes it unfair to players who don't have the money to spend on these video games, um, and who have to wait countless hours to get, get the same item, you know, it's just what happened to the good old days of entering a cheat code or playing the game and beating the game and unlocking things? Um, I I understand businesses need to make money and that they, they, they found a good way to make money, but it's just, it's getting to be a little ridiculous when it comes to gaming. Yeah. Oh, I agree. My
1: son, the only thing he asked for for Christmas was Xbox gift cards.
2: (laughs) So he can buy all the stuff he needs.
1: Yeah. And then sometimes like, he'll be like, mom, I have five bucks here. Give me your credit card. (laughs) And I'm like, what?
2: Yeah, that's and how it works.
1: Yeah, and he's just—it's—it's it's crazy how much money has gone into my kid
2: playing games. And if yeah, you, if you really want to get technical and all that, it's all digital content. You don't actually own it. You would right. if
0: you had a hard copy.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you would have to—you would have to retain a hard drive that wouldn't fail to keep all that stuff. But the problem is—is is ten, 15 years from now. If I want to go back and play that game, those servers may not exist, and I may not be able to download that stuff anymore.
0: It's almost yeah. a, it's almost guaranteed that they won't exist. Just throw it out there.
2: So it's this is why I'm s- such a proponent on the physical media. You know, give me a complete game on a disc that I can keep in my house. So if I want to hook up one of my old systems and play something, I can. Yeah, it's it's, it's why I love classic gaming so much.
1: So. Yeah. And like, we really love Disney Infinity at my house. Um, and now they, you know, the,
0: now they're discontinuing it.
1: They're discontinu It's already been discontinued. But how long will the server still be up? Because at that point, like, will they be able to play without the online access? And it's something that we spend a lot of money on with like buying the little figures and all those kind of things. And now what's going to happen to that, you know?
2: Yeah, it just it sucks to think about all the money that you're investing in digital content and it just, it's, it just goes away. I mean, there's those uh, the Telltale games that come out. Um, you could buy the physical disc and it contains the first episode of the game, but you have to download the other four episodes. And what makes that crappy is, like I said, you know, 10 years from now, let's say my hard drive failed on my Xbox and I had to go get a, a different Xbox, I may not be able to download those games anymore or the rest of that game. And so I have I have a disc that's basically worthless.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Pretty so, much. So yeah, I mean, those are the trends that the, those type of trends in gaming I wish would go away. I, they, they need to get rid of that. Um, I shouldn't have to go out to the store spend 60 bucks on an incomplete game. It's, it's not fair to the consumer.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, I agree, actually, So a lot. Amanda, what about you? Well,
3: I mean, I can't pick just one thing. So I guess no, I'll start don't. by... <laughs> these
0: are trends.
3: They can be multiple. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll start with just tagging onto you. So I, I find, like, loot boxes and all these other sort of things super annoying. My number one most annoying thing is time-limiting elements in games. So I I want them to stop doing this. It's usually mobile games, but it's essentially, like, Okay, your little builder is going to be making this house for three hours. Come back in three hours. You know what I mean? I hate that. That or you needs can pay to stop.
2: Dollars to speed them up.
3: Yeah, exactly. But like, this is like, at what point do you want to play? Like, you have time to play it now, not necessarily in three freaking hours. So, what is this? <laughs> That's not a game. That's a chore. <laughs> I hate yeah. these so much. So that, that's my first, like, trend that needs to end. Second one is just generic shooters. You can shoot somebody in almost every game that exists. So I think now it needs to have a point. Like, there needs to be a story. There needs to be a reason for these people to shoot at each other. I'm finding it even more so in games like Telltale or whatever, where they've, like, had essentially a walking simulator game for like 20 or 30 minutes. So now they feel obligated to make you get in a fight with someone. And despite what you try to do, they're gonna, you're going to end up in a shootout. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, it, it, almost every game gives you a gun. So there needs to be a reason to use it. And I think there's circumstances where, You should be able to beat a game without firing a shot. You know, I think that would be a challenge, Um, even if you're given a gun. You know, I think games like Hitman and and stuff like that come close to that if you play it totally stealth and melee the whole way.
0: Deus Ex did similar things too.
3: Yeah, and I pretty much always played it like that, and I find that more of a challenge because. In any game, you can just mow people down. Like, what is the point for that? So, um, if I was going to pick a trend and I would say generic shooters, especially the crap that's all up on Steam that we see, like, loads of. Just stop making those. Like, have a reason before you put a gun in your character's hand. Because it's just getting a lot. Um, and then the last one that I would say of trends need to end is the cash-in games. So... Games that are just rushed to market based on a current trend or film which is essentially just like the clickbait of games yeah. so they don't care about it they don't care about the fandom they're not fans it's much like what you were saying over on the talkcast about cosplayers who dress up for the money and they don't actually care about the characters these publications of games are exactly the same way, where they couldn't give a crap about Batman, but there's just been a Batman movie, so they're going to push a Batman game out um, without any thought or care or whatever. Um, I found this particularly distressing. I recently went through and played uh, the Game of Thrones Telltale game, like yesterday or day before, and I thought that I hadn't beaten it because I remember, like, it didn't seem to have an ending. Like I don't remember there being an ending to it. And then I played it again. No, there just wasn't an ending. It was just a really poorly thought out story without. Which one was that? Zero Point. The Game of Thrones. Yeah.
0: Game. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah, and it was actually deeply upsetting that I went through that much effort and there was there was literally no point. Like, right. there's a big, you know, this it shouldn't be a spoiler. The game is like three years old now at this point. Um, but there's, like, a big subplot about the North Grove, and you get to the end of the game, they don't even tell you what it's fucking for, like, (laughs) it's so upsetting, I was so mad, you don't even, my character spent a load of time hiding this, and, like, being all subterfuge because I thought it was going to pay off, there's just no point, they don't even, they don't even tell you about it, so... I, I think if I was going to say, things need to end, it's time-limited games. And I've said this before, I hate it. Like, I have time to play now, not in three hours. Generic shooters, if you're going to put a gun in somebody's hand, make there a reason for that to be there. Um, and then the last one is just, like, don't make the clickbait of games. Like, I literally saw one of those, like, cookie-clicker sort of games based around fidget spinners. And then I thought,
1: no, over. Yes. Wow.
2: It's on Steam. It's a, really yes it's a fidget spinner game and they actually have a ten thousand oh, dollars digital fidget spinner that you could buy
0: that's uh that that's uh, jim sterling has done something on that i have seen it's his question so of the fidget spinner game that's so bad
2: now you know it's funny she talks about uh she talks about basically shovelware games whatever you want to call it um back in the day you know to 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 put my spin on this episode and take you back to the classic world of video games, there was take a, you back. There was a company called LJN.
0: And you oh yeah, re-
2: You may remember this company. It's LJN, and it had a rainbow coming off of the logo. They did. And they basically threw out. They they bought all the properties that they could buy and released these games. So, you know, they released games like Karate Kid, Jaws, Friday the Thirteenth, Roger Rabbit, Aliens. Uh,
0: I don't know about Aliens, but the rest of those were actually not bad.
2: Some of them weren't bad. Some of them sucked. Um, X Men, Spider Man. Some of those you games, suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of those games were just horrible, and they just pumped them out, pumped them out. They would get the property and pump it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but it's just it's been happening for so long that I guess I'm just become immune to it. I mean, I just it doesn't phase me. I know to stay away from some of these crappy Very games.
0: Ap- apathetic if, and <laughs> that's dangerous.
2: dangerous. Well, I dangerous. think
3: it's time for it to end.
0: Rick, it, the time <laughs> is now. The time
2: is now. Stacey, what about you?
0: Well, uh, I'll just say y'all took mine, so I don't have anything to say. No. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I, I stand with all of you. That's, that's really, especially in, in gaming, um, I guess you could have pop culture things that should end as well. But I mean, specifically towards gaming, pay to win mechanics of any sort. Uh, where you, where you're forced to pay, uh, or where they make it to where you have to pay to, to advance, whether it be time, like Amanda was saying, or whether it's, uh, to get a gun or, or armor or something that's going to give you a benefit. Uh, I think that we saw a huge potential shift in maybe the power here with EA trying to, uh, to, to shoehorn all this, these, um, Casino style loot box mechanics into their Battlefront game, and then the the uh, the masses rising up and basically saying that they that this is not acceptable. Uh, and then they took it out, uh, but I don't think that it's out for good unless we continue to stand by that and and uh, don't put up with it. Uh, you know, mechanics like that will be back. I think the, at the Shadows Shadows of War, I believe the the uh, Lord of the Rings game mm-hmm. is that the one. Okay. Uh, it kind of has gotten away with it still shadow they had of to Mordor, change wasn't it? well they have the shadow of Mordor and I think shadows of war shadows I think is the, the sequel. sequel
3: oh the sea- oh. yeah you can,
2: Where tell you can I actually
0: love that. buy yeah exactly well I played the first <laughs> one and it was fun
2: was for amazing. a
0: while yeah it's it was it's fun it was free on Xbox uh, gold and so I downloaded it and played it and I really enjoyed it um, but it, it is re- it is repetitive yeah um, but I mean, it, it was—it's repetitive in the way that another one of Amanda's favorite games, uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City, was repetitive. You know.
3: No, that's the worst.
0: I know. Yeah, we. She's actually almost convinced me that the Arkham games are the worst. So if you ever want to have Batman ruined for you, uh, we'll sit <laughs> you down. We'll sit yeah,
3: you down I won't and tell and you because it's all legitimate. I've got a good point. So you, you does don't want to hear some it good if points you like about
2: it. it. Single-handedly, anyway. the best superhero video games to ever I agree t- I was
0: I'm on I'm on team Daniel until she told me this and I was like you know what you're right I don't anyway want to do it. Don't, don't. it was discouraging I, I, I had to a <laughs> couple days in morning so uh, <laughs> but yeah pay to win mechanics uh, I think piecemeal DLC should die piecemeal DLC especially that's uh, obviously available either at launch or or immediately after launch Um. You know, games have been getting away with these patches for day one patches to begin with, and I don't know that that will ever go away. I wish that more companies would do what Bethesda has done, and uh, you know, they they'll do the uh, the review bans, um, and and then they'll just release the game. And but they release a fully functional game like Doom or something else that's fully functional, but also is you know, it, it's. It, it, it's innovative. It's it's uh, it's complete. There's no, like, cash grab DLC left over, uh, you know, that they're just waiting to get a little bit of extra money for. I think one of the, you know, the first time I really noticed it and when it made it to where I no longer pre-ordered games was with, I think it was either Arkham, may have been Arkham City, where you were able to get Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were able, you're able to get Catwoman with if you pre ordered the game, or for an extra five bucks, or yeah, something the, like the that. The Catwoman storyline. Yeah, Catwoman storyline. But it unlocked Catwoman for you to be able to play not only storyline, but you could do like these extra side missions with her. Uh-huh. So pre-order benefits, uh, piecemeal DLC, and pay-to-win mechanics—I think should all die. I think those are uh, gaming mechanics that that have no no. Uh, positive effect on gaming uh, or on the experience they only they only are there to make money. there's no other reason for it. you know it's all nefarious <laughs> there's no way you can rationalize it um, there just literally is no way it's it's just to make money you know so uh, I'm also a little bit discouraged uh, but uh, and, and I'm with you on this Daniel and I don't think it's going away but I wish it would of digitally exclusively digital content, Because of the same reasons that you stated that uh if there if I want to take my games, like that's one reason why I do like the uh the switch, and then I can get the cartridge. I can get the little I can get the cartridge and I can take it with me Mm -hmm. and I can play it anywhere I want to. You know, and so I have everything that I need. I don't have to be plugged into the matrix, I don't have to have anything else. All I have to have is my switch. And I might need my my uh, recharge cord, but other than that, I'm good to go. You know you can't ask that N- none of the other consoles do that, and it's going more and more towards this digital content. And it is super convenient. There is no doubt about it. Oh,
2: yeah. There's the idea a convenience that I
0: can, factor to it yeah, the the idea that I can just download the game, I got it right now. I don't have to worry about it. You know, we're all on Amanda's digital boat to techno Freedom land. Uh, Yay. but <laughs> yay I just can't do it you know it's like I'm resistant to it and I don't know why um, I, I just feel like there's something nefarious about me not having to worry about anything and Alexa just ordering me shoes that I accidentally didn't know I wanted
3: it, yeah but you do and you
1: love them
0: so you do. Keep- <laughs> <laughs> exactly so and that's what needs to end they end. end with your pay to win mechanics so. well that topic is brought to you by our sponsor audible.com Reading is fun, and Audible has been around for almost 20 years, providing you with a great service. Help us out by heading over to audible.com and check out their trial service for a free audiobook and 30-day trial by entering audibletrial.com. Amanda, what is our recommendation this week of something really fun to read by listening?
3: Okay, so... This is a bit different, but I thought, you know, start the new year off with some history. This is called Mythos, and it's narrated by Stephen Fry. He's fairly famous over here in the old UK. Um, And it is a, like, retelling of famous Greek myths, um, including, uh, and it's uh, told by Stephen Fry, who has a very excellent English accent, so if you're into it.
0: I mean, he is um, excellent to listen (laughs) to.
3: So it's got like Zeus, the birth of Athena, Cronus and Gaia's revenge, and uh, King Midas and uh, the hunting with Artemis. So it's got like a couple classic myths that you could enjoy in the new year. Uh, and it's available in the free trial.
0: Fantastic. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash talkcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles. I mean, that's so many titles. Any of the titles. All of the titles you could possibly choose from. <laughs> Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash talkcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Topic two. Now, ending this all on a positive note. Trends that need to win. Winning trends. Trends that win
2: for 2018. I think content needs to win. I'm just playing.
0: <laughs> just contradict everything we said and that'll do it for us um, so, uh, so Monica you want to go with what trends need to win what are some trends that are awesome or that you would like to see uh, or you know just some positive things uh, going into 2018 that you would like to win uh, going forward Um,
1: you know what I really like this um, kind of geek
0: The suspense is killing us.
2: <laughs> I was like, did I lose audio? <laughs> we can't hear you either, Amanda. She may be muted.
3: I think Monica actually paused the call. There we go. <laughs> You're back.
1: I might did I disappear?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you it's were like okay. we think we like this geek. And then it went silent. And we're all like, we're, oh, man. we're dying with it I said
1: some amazing things, guys.
0: <laughs> I bet she did. I bet it was probably the best part of the podcast. We didn't even get it.
1: I was just saying that um, that I really like the idea of, like, you know, some of the political slogans that have been used in geek culture, like the nevertheless she persisted. Um, I've seen that on a lot of, like, uh, Princess Leia um you know, as General a type um, t-shirts and artwork, and I really like these, like, uplifting, like, um, you know, uh, like, the Disney princesses as warriors and things like that. Um, I really hope to see a little bit more of that.
0: Very nice. They See, that's positive. I already feel better. Daniel, what
2: about okay. you? Yeah. I-, I would like to see... You know, Nintendo is on such an uphill roller coaster ride now. I would like to see them keep going up, and this trend just needs to keep just needs to keep going into 2018. I, I want I want Amanda to finally admit that Nintendo games are actually good.
0: She would if she played them. She would.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> They're not getting one red cent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I even offered to send her my PlayStation 4. I was like, you need to play. Well, at the very least, I'll send you my copy of The Last of Us. So,
3: see, he backed it off there. You see what I say? If he had the the actual console, I'll be like, "This is my address,
0: boss." I'll give you the (laughs) I'll give you the three and the hard copy of the game.
3: Deal. Send it. I call your bluff. (laughs) Mail that shit
2: all the way to England. It's gonna be like sixty quid to mail it.
0: You (laughs) pay for shipping.
2: That's what I meant to say. P.O. For- oh, yeah. boxes. I want that trend to continue as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think Temple of Geek needs a P.O. box. We may never get anything, but just to own one would be awesome.
0: That's right. All <laughs> that of our awesome. budget would go to keeping up our P.O. box.
2: I think it's like $56 a year. <laughs> oh, that's- like Did I said, all of our budget. So, yeah, I, you know, in all seriousness, I just think some of the uh, – Some of the more positive things in in geek culture, like, you know, conventions and things like that. I don't like the idea of multiple conventions because then it starts tapping your wallet, but I like the idea of a place for geeks to hang out, for a, you know, a place for a geek to go fly his geek flag, his or her geek flag. Um, I hope that trend continues next year. Uh I hope we I hope we see more places like that. Maybe not just conventions, but you know, maybe stores that you can go hang out in or things like that. Uh So yeah, I mean I think that's that's pretty much what I got. What you would like? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, um I don't know if Amanda has a longer one. I'm going to go I'm going to go ahead and and uh, say I I would like to see continue in 2018 some positive social commentary in geek culture um i played wolfenstein the last colossus or the the giant colossus or the colossus before us or the colossus before time or something i don't know i can't remember (laughs) what it was but it was it was good um and it had a lot of social commentary in it you know from from validating the the murdering of nazis Uh, Or just the disliking of the Nazis, Um, it definitely validated that and continued to uh, (laughs) to justify that. But it had it had some social implication. If you watched, uh, if you played the game, or if you listened to what they talked about, it it had a lot of social implication. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I did not play it, um, but it had one of the few really strong non hypersexualized female lead characters. Um, And so, you know, I've never cared if my who my lead character was, but I've also come at it from a perspective of a white male. So generally speaking, my characters were white males, but I didn't really care. Like I really, truly cared about the story and I could put myself in the position. I played Life is Strange as a teenage girl. (laughs) That is who the main character is. Loved it. That game is fantastic. And the story is fantastic. And that to me is all that really mattered. If I can get into the story, I can pick up on the rest of it. I can empathize enough to to put myself in the shoes of the character and and really enjoy the story. So, um, I hope we see more social commentary in geek culture uh, in general. Uh, we've seen some of it towards the end of the year here, and I hope that continues. Even in uh, you know, one thing I, I really appreciated even more so in the second viewing of of uh, Star Wars was, you know, the passing of the guard, but uh, some of the social commentary that was in there, including, uh, you know, the war machine. Um, and this is something, it's a tale as old as time, really, in terms of, like, as long as humans have been on the planet, there have been wars. Um, and, you know, the the probably one of the most controversial scenes is the whole Canto Bight casino scene. And it's not contra- controversial, I don't think, to anybody here. But I think it's controversial to people who are loudest on the internet right now. And uh but one of the things that they that they talk about there is that you know at the highest levels really the bad guys supported both sides. The worst of the worst were the ones that were funding everything, paying for weapons for the rebels as well as the empire or the first order. You know, they were buying their weapons for both of them. And those were the real evil people. And that like the worst of the worst, you know, these other people are squabbling over here for something that the other people are just funding and they are the ridiculously rich. Um, and, you know, that's going to be lost on kids and it may be lost on a lot of the public. But it was something that really resonated with me to uh, to see the parallels between that. So and and I don't think that that's necessarily a negative. I think it's kind of slid in there for those that understand and those that see the bigger picture and how this kind of applies Um, And it's not really heavy handed because I think ham fisted social commentary that that makes your eyes roll uh, and something that is I'm not really that interested in. I don't think it has the same impact, Um, but I think that's stuff that should continue. And I I think you're seeing it more and more in games, uh, tackling tough subjects, tackling, uh, you know, um, I guess, current events that, uh, you know, that seem to be uh, not just popular, but necessary to discuss. And I think geek culture, science fiction has always been the genre that could tackle these things the best. You know, um, it's one of the reasons why I loved comic books growing up is if you felt like you were a little bit different then you could relate to the uncanny X men or to Spider-Man because they were weird or different, but, and they didn't know where they fit in, but they all fit in at Charles Xavier school or, you know, you had, um, Star Wars, where you had all of these races and certain races, or or I'd say Mass Effect. Mass Effect was one of my favorite versions of this, where humans are laid on the scene, but you come in and, and uh, you're trying to vie for your position, and certain races were not accepted. Certain alien races were not accepted, or uh, humans were frowned upon because of the characteristics of what it was to be human, and you kind of had to carve your way and earn the respect of others. And it, it just allows you to play with social, I guess, rules and, and and social commentary in a way that's kind of safe, where you can see the parallels between what it is that we actually are having to live through and do it in the safe environment of a science fiction story. And I think stuff like that's really cool, and it's what draws me to it. So I hope that we continue things like that in 2018 and, and uh, thoughtful games like that. So, Amanda, what about you? I
3: have so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I've overdone it. Uh, no, I I tried to do like a list of three and three because I like some symmetry I in did. my life. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out where you, uh, all you guys like went, so I can see who's talking to me. I, I
0: live but... by chaos. Chaos is the rule. So...
3: <laughs> well, chaos I, is I've my pattern. I've definitely done something chaotic here with this call. okay right and my list okay Okay. i'm back we're good okay so i think the first thing that's quite interesting which is not a trend that i think you or i ever really talked about in the podcast this year but it's slowly been kind of creeping up to the surface which is games by committee so a couple games have this feature and twitch streamers do it quite a bit but um, the, the Walking Dead has a feature where if you want to play with other people, they can vote on what choice you should make. The decision nice. is still yours, but you can go through the story as a group, and people can weigh in to the decisions that you make in the game. Um, and I think this sort of games by committee is an interesting concept, and I'd like to see it explored a bit more. I think it'd be interesting to do. I don't know if you've watched that movie called, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically Are You a Watcher or a Player? And the Watchers basically donated money if the players were doing like risky bets that they wanted them to do. I don't know if you saw this movie, but it was really
2: cool. Is it The Hunger Games?
3: No, it, no, no. Was it
0: gamer? Was it gamer? No. It, Gerard Butler in it. No.
3: no, it didn't. It was it was like a B movie, but that same sort of concept. But essentially, like people would pay money to place a dare for the players to do, and if you did it, you got the money. If you didn't, you lost that money and all other money previous. Ooh. So okay. it just like escalates like higher and higher. But I, not necessarily that, but I think the community involvement aspect taking multiplayer to a different level instead of it being playing against others or just playing cooperatively and everybody has the same impact. More people having a stake in your game experience is interesting to me. So that's one that I think needs to be explored more. The next one is more indie and outside of the box kind of thinking games. So recently I played a game called Turing Test, um, which is based on the test to determine whether or not a android or an ai is sentient enough to fool a human Ooh. and it's quite an interesting game the gameplay itself is very much like portal so it's just a standard puzzler but the story that they kind of snuck and wove into the game really made itself apparent in the last chapter and i think it was a really well done game although i will say the walkthrough that i was watching while playing it probably played half of it for me because the puzzles do get kind of hard and like labor intensive and i was going for a speed run but i think those sort of <laughs> games one that i'm playing right now called oxen free which is like it's unlike any game i've ever you played. are playing it's very Oxenfree. hard i am yeah It's kind of <laughs> hard to describe
0: i totally. Uh,
3: yes. yeah and good,
0: uh, and the music is strange and weird and yeah. i'm telling you once you get into yeah well if you've played it then you already know it's difficult to explain so
3: yeah it's hard to explain it's it's worth a look um and then gone home which is you know it's outside the box thinking it had something to say um and i think it it did it well and then the last thing that i think is physical party games so like I, we talked about it briefly on our end of the year gaming, but there's a thing called the echo button, which is just like a physical button like you would have on a game show. And there's two of them and they're 20 bucks um, for two. and it lets you play a game or games with Alexa by responding through these like manual buttons. So you have a non-physical entity. Talking to you while you're responding with like manual inputs, it's really weird
0: huh.
1: because
3: there's nothing to look at. You're just like looking at each other at the table playing the game and trying to listen <laughs> to the robot lady say things. But I think there's room for that um, it, because you have to use your imagination more. And I think they could come up with more peripherals that only use your imagination and some sort of manual input in order to interact with all these devices we're bringing into our homes. So that's me. That's things I think need to continue in 28 thing. I think they all sound pretty fun.
0: Well, that wraps up this episode and 2017 of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda, Daniel, and Monica for this week's discussion. All of the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. And any questions or comments, feel free to sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See
1: you later. Bye.